Sunday Meditation, August 10, 1980. LL Research Channeling Latouille and Inaudible. Carla Channeling. I am Latouille, and I greet you, my brothers and sisters, in the love and the light of our infinite Creator. One of our brothers of Inaudible has been working with the channels known as Jim and E in order that they may gain confidence to be able to begin a contact without another channel being present. We hope that this has been of aid. One of these days, my brothers, you will get up your nerve and speak out, and you will find that this instrument is only playing a fair game of softball with her thoughts. We are aware that you wonder about the oldest teacher of your group, the entity known to you as Hatan. Again, Hatan is moved back into temporary assignment elsewhere, and is at this time working with some of the leaders of the continent which you know as Africa. Therefore, it is our privilege to speak to you of philosophy for a little while although we cannot do so with as much grace as the brothers and sisters of Hatan, We will share what we can, and with great pleasure. We realize that there is a great priority in the lives of each of you to become a better instrument of the Creator's will, and we realize that in the vast supermarket of books and paraphernalia having to do with various people's opinions of how to achieve that goal, you may have become thoroughly confused. There are those who believe in a very strict dietary regimen and have made that almost a necessity for leading any sort of spiritual journey. You are aware, my friends, that you do have physical bodies and that they function very efficiently as a type of furnace with an exhaust system for the byproducts. We are sure that you understand that this particular type of furnace that is your body can burn some types of fuel better than others. However, my friends, we would urge you to keep your contemplation of the importance of diet on that level, for it is truly written in one of your holy works that it is not what goeth into the mouth of a man that defileth him, but that which issues therefrom. There are many ways of living, both secular and spiritually oriented, whose ethics are very strict and abstemious. My friends, we say to you that you were born into this experience with a physical vehicle. It is a tool. When you consider how to use it, attempt to use it with purity, with love, and with no degradation to the Creator within. We ask that you keep considerations upon this level. In other words, my friends, we are trying to cut through a great deal of dogma, as this instrument would call it, that has grown up about what might be termed the spiritual trip. You must avoid mystiques. Avoid the appearance of wisdom, for my friends, in reality, you do not have wisdom. The Creator is wisdom. And, insofar as you realize your part in that perfection, 
You are wisdom. But you are as wise as a grape, or a mountain, or the sea. Would, my friends, sometimes that you were as quiet, as beautiful, and of as much service to others. You know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we are sure, that because you have chosen consciously to follow a spiritual path, you are different. We have spoken of this many times, as has our brother Hatan, and our brother Inaudible. However, my friends, that difference is that you have become a servant. You have become a fool. You have become the one who forgives when, to the eyes of the world, there is no forgiving. You have become the one who, when there is no hope, still has faith of things unseen. Be triumphantly foolish, my friends, and let any reputation that you may have be a lost possession, for that, my friends, is a lost treasure and a false friend. We ask you to remember what a teacher known to you as Jesus suggested to his disciples. Go forth, he said to them, with one robe and one pair of sandals, and offer yourselves to your neighbors along the journey, and if they welcome you, give them of your substance, of your thoughts, of your love. If they do not welcome you, move on. There is no room in those instructions for self-justification, or even a suitcase, my friends. We realize in this day and age, your illusion has become more complex and more things are considered necessary for the simple life than were considered necessary 2,000 years in the past. But as we speak about the physical plane and its influence upon your spiritual journey, we can only echo the words of one of your great writers, simplify, simplify, simplify. You will, my friends, make mistakes. Remember, you are fools. You will misunderstand situations. You will attempt to be of service and find that you are not truly of service. You will be too warm-hearted or too cold-hearted, and you will learn. But if you desire to be of service to others, and if you then remove from your mind the paraphernalia of excessive, complex rules and regulations, and follow instead the simple lines of purity of spirit, of honesty and love, and of totality in desire to know the Creator and to serve Him wherever He may be, then, my friends, whatever mistakes you make, it shall make no difference. Let us move up from the physical plane to the mental. How can you become a more effective spiritual seeker by using your mind. Like your body, my friends, your mind is a tool. Unlike your body, your mind contains elements of your infinite personality. It contains biases and feelings which you have gained by experiences prior to this incarnation. Consequently, your mind is an enhanced tool capable when used properly, of aiding you greatly. 
Picture a seesaw, my friends. Opinion on one end, experience on the other. There will come a balance when experience has informed opinion and a lesson has been learned. Coming to that balance may be difficult or painful, but you must remain true to the effort to balance your seesaw until your experience has been met with understanding. At that point, it is time for you to take a new direction and the more sensitive that you are to your inner self, the more able your mind will be in aiding you in discovering the new vector. And then you will climb upon another seesaw and you will have trouble and you will learn. It is very difficult, my friends, to learn if you do not have trouble because it is difficult to get the attention of those within the physical unless they have some stimulus. Difficulties, problems, and troubles are the way that this incarnation which you have chosen works in order to give you the lessons that you need. Let your mind analyze the material which you meet. Let it find the balances and let it choose the new experiences with an eye towards enhancing your own understanding and that of those around you. The emotions, my friends, we must only give a profound but simple bow to, for they are the purest thing in your density. Attempt, then, not to have mixed emotions, but to have each emotion in turn purely and beautifully, little by little, extinguishing the fires that burn out of control in anger and negativity. Little by little, discovering the beautiful rainbow of colors of emotions that are positive. Lastly, we come to the wellspring of spiritual growth. And that is, of course, the spiritual self, which is your connection to the primary and true personality. Stimulate that connection with regularity. And though you may not hear what the silence speaks, the connection having been made will bear fruit. You may consider your spiritual self as a great protector, for once you align yourself with it, it will shade you, feed you, and supply you with your needs. Again, it was written that the one known as Jesus said, I have food and drink that you know not of. Yes, my friends, all of you have nourishment to an infinite degree. The bread of the kingdom awaits your attention. There is only one catch to all this, my friends. One thing to keep you from falling asleep while we talk philosophy. And that is the uncertain nature of the spiritual path. You must see this path as a great cartoon. There will be many blank squares, and then, in one square, there will be the Creator, and you will find enlightenment. Shall you be asleep when that edition of the funny papers comes to your house? Yes, my friends, it is an illusion, but the Creator is hidden, and He will pop in on you if you are awaiting Him. Therefore, be ready. Be ready daily. I will leave this instrument for a brief period so that my brother, inaudible, 
who has been with us since the beginning of the meeting, may work with the newer instruments. I am Latwi. I am inaudible. I am with this instrument. I am very pleased to be with you and greet you in love and light. We are aware of the myth of the lions that guard the temple in one of your continents. However, we have been unable to get past the lions at the gates of the temple of the mind of the one known as Jim. We had a very good contact and wish him to know that he was, indeed, being given the contact to start the channeling for us. The vocal channel does not have an easy time beginning to channel due to the very lack of experience that he is attempting to overcome. For, because our thoughts and your thoughts feel the same, we have only conditioning to convince the newer channel that he or she is indeed receiving a contact. And this conditioning must be requested. However, we believe that if we attempt again, we will be able to make good contact with the one known as Jim. I am inaudible. Jim, channeling. I am inaudible. And I am with this instrument. It is once again a pleasure and a privilege to be able to share with you our thoughts through this instrument. It is not always the easiest task to remove the lions from the gate of the mind. For those lions have been stationed at this gate, and the gates of many of your people for eons of time, so to speak. These lions are those thought forms and images which you manufacture in your daily existence to serve as a form of guide or protection, as it were, against that world which seems to be, at times, ranging from inhospitable to incomprehensible. And lions stationed at the gates of the mind frequently are seen by those who employ them as a buffering or shielding device that will protect you from the world or perhaps explain that world to you in a way which will set your mind at ease. We would suggest to you, each and every one of your people, to remove these lions from your employ and to let them go their way, for you need them not. They are ornaments which are unnecessary in the architecture of your life. It is, we would suggest, a more wise choice to allow the gate to your mind and to your being and to your heart to remain open, that all which you experience in your consciousness may flow freely through this gate. We would suggest a pause for a moment. I am inaudible, and I am again with this instrument, and we greet the one known as S to our meditation. To continue in our train of thought, we would suggest that you leave this gate to your mind and to your being and to your heart unguarded, that each experience which comes your way might be fully experienced and might become a part of that lesson of learning love which, in some way, you have chosen with each experience which you encounter in your daily lives. The lions are not needed, my friends. Rather, 
Become open in all of your being, in all of your experience. Become open that you might become penetrated with the love of the infinite creator which surrounds you each and every day of your life, with every experience that you come in contact with. We are sure that for many of you, and indeed for most at some time, you will feel a great deal of insecurity, not knowing what is coming as a lesson and a learning in your lives. But we assure you that these feelings of insecurity soon shall fade as you look at every event that occurs in your life as a learning. And you will discover that you have nothing to fear in this universe. At every event, each occurrence is planned as part of the infinite creator's plan to teach you a newer or better way to find your path inward through the creator which resides within your being. Again, may we suggest that by removing these guards from your mind, that you will learn each of those lessons which are part of your path and your way to your home, to your source, to the center of all creation. We would now transfer this contact to the one known as Carla. I am inaudible. Carla channeling. I am inaudible. I am now with this instrument and wish again to express our thanks to the instrument known as Jim, for it is truly a joy to be able to share our thoughts with you and to us. Each mind which is offered to us in love is a treasure trove of experiences and memories and thoughts upon which we can impress our concepts so that each instrument has a unique place and a unique function. May we say various things through various instruments that perhaps one person in the group may need to hear. For this reason, we thank each of you for attempting to speak our words. At this time, we would transfer to the instrument known as E if he would relax. I am inaudible. Still Carla channeling. I am again with this instrument. We have good contact with the one known as E. However, we are meeting some friction and will attempt at this time to make a more comfortable contact that will not be so uncomfortable. I am inaudible. Carla, somebody might make contact with the door. Carla, channeling. I am inaudible. We find that we have difficulty making a good, clear contact with the mind of the one known as E. And due to a somewhat fatigued and perhaps less than clear state of mind, Therefore, we send to our brother our love and thanks for working with us. We would now contact the one known as S, if he will relax and speak our thoughts as they occur to him without hesitation. I am inaudible. S, channeling. I am inaudible. I am with this instrument. If the instrument will relax, 
Side one of the tape recording this session ends here. We pick up on side two with S channeling this unknown source. It is a pleasure to work with those who, inaudible, to be able to work with ones such as yourselves. We thank the one known as S for letting us work with him at this time. And at this time, we will transfer the contact back to the instrument known as Carla. I am inaudible. Carla channeling. I am again with this instrument. May we thank each of you for your patience as we work with these new instruments. We would wish to work with two more, and then we will work with all of you upon the conditioning ray. First, we would like to attempt to make our presence known to the one known as B, if he would relax and mentally request our contact. He may hear a word or a phrase. If he does, and if he wishes to pursue this service, we encourage him to speak up and find what the experiences may hold for him. I will now transfer to the one known as B. I am inaudible. Still Carla channeling. I am again with this instrument. We find that we are slightly overloading the one known as B and therefore we will work with him at his request and at his convenience at any time he may wish to ask for our help so that we may balance our vibrations with his. At this time, we would attempt to contact the instrument known as C if he also would relax and let our thoughts move into his consciousness and into speech without hindrance. I am inaudible. Again, still Carla channeling. We are again with the instrument. I am inaudible. We thank the one known as C and assure him that, as this instrument would say, the first, inaudible, is always the hardest to get out of the bottle. This is a stage that you may surely get beyond without constant application. We would touch with each of the others in this group, some of whom desire to be channels such as this one, some of whom desire only to feel our presence and to deepen their own meditations. Or we may act as a sort of carrier wave, strengthening your own individual vibration. We touch, therefore, at this time and attempt to make our presence known, if it is wished, to Jim and to C to M. And now to the one known as L, our contact and our encouragement. My friends, it is a great privilege to work with this group, and we leave you with the request that you do ask for us if you have a spare few minutes. Never think that it is too short a time for meditation. For you can look carefully at one blade of grass, or the beauty of the sky, or your own task as you pursue it well. Then you can meditate in that brief period as the clock strikes, as the car goes by, as a bird sings, as you hear the life-giving sound of water. 
Let all these things be signals to meditate upon the beauty of the creation of the Father. We are always with you. You need but ask us. I am known to you as inaudible and will leave this instrument at this time. Adonai, my friends. Adonai. I am Latwi, and am again with this instrument. We took a flyer at the one known as Jim, but he is not yet ready to answer questions for a large group. We think that he is, but he does not think that he is. But we will work that out in the future, as you would call it. Actually, to us, it is a kind of past, but that is difficult to go into with this instrument. May we ask at this time if there are any questions? If you have one, please ask it. Questioner Yes, first, I want to thank you for... Inaudible Questions that I already had in my head. But while... Inaudible Was attempting to contact with me, I know that during that, thoughts passed through my head. Inaudible But... Inaudible I just felt a flurry of activity going on in my mind. Nothing in particular, just images, almost like inaudible, was trying to block it out. Inaudible. Block it all, all of a sudden, with a flurry of activity. Latwi. We realize, my brother, that that is not precisely a question. However, we will make it into one because we know that which you speak of. It is a common occurrence with the one who has not yet totally vanquished the old habits of the body. We will state that in such a way that you do not feel that because you eat spaghetti, you cannot channel. The habit of the body is to be active. Unless the body is asleep, it is most often active, even while watching one of your television shows. The body will be active and will attempt to feed itself or move about or have some sort of pastime. It is very seldom that the mind and the body are without activity. Such is your culture. Thus, when you begin to meditate, and especially when you realize that it would be a good idea for you to have a good meditative state in order to be able to achieve a goal which you desire, that of vocal channeling? Your mind and your body will conspire against you to reinstate the older habits of activity. In some cases, those who meditate for a while will become ill. They may get what is known to you as a headache or a stomachache, or they may see, as you do, images of varying kinds. It is a distraction which, if pursued, will eventually subside. Perhaps several months, and this experience will no longer be part of your repertoire, because you will have become used to neither physical nor mental activity. In other words, you will have learned to become passive. This is easy for those trained in Eastern ways but very difficult for those trained in what this instrument would call the Occident, 
However, you must not be disheartened because you have, shall we say, accidentally been born in the wrong place, but simply persist and this phenomenon will diminish and disappear. Is there another question? Questioner. Yes, I have another one. It's concerning the relationship of the body and the mind. It seems, or I find it, inaudible. Taking an inordinate amount of sweets and sugar is present in large amounts in my body that my thoughts processes tend towards a more depressed kind of state that I feel I wind up inaudible. More prey to the ego games that we play in our lives and more of a feeling of selfishness and less of giving. Is there a relationship to the state of the body, to the mind, that such things occur? Latwi, my brother, that is indeed correct. As we said before, there are various degrees of perfection in the combustibility of nutrients that enter the furnace that is your physical vehicle. Those things which are of the sugar family are very unfortunate in their tendencies towards causing the person to become more within his or her own personality structure. It is, as this instrument would say, a downer. It is intended to give energy, however, it does not. It removes energy from the electrical field of the body. You see, there is a concept of inwardness and outwardness, and that which you know as sugar, in many of its forms, is an inward-looking combustible. Therefore, when ingested, it will produce more consciousness of the self, and therefore more tendency towards pettiness and, as you said, game-playing. On the other hand, there is an even greater difficulty. That is, that as the body craves balance, and as all things crave balance, so a very inward food will request that the body ingest a very outward food, that which causes the body to gain the energy which it has lost. And therefore, this will encourage the body to eat an equally large amount of what you would call red meat. This is an imperfectly burned substance and should be used in your furnace with some caution, for the byproducts are often difficult to deal with when taken in excess, and you need to have some of your filters replaced after a long period of using these substances. Thus, there is, indeed, a great deal of connection between mind and body for the simple reason that your mind dwells within the confines of the physical body while it is awake. Unless, of course, you are fasting for a long period, in which case it might not stay with the body at all. That, incidentally, is one of the purposes of fasting. Contrary to some modern beliefs, it is not a method of losing excess avoirdupois, but rather a means of transcending the physical illusion and ascending to a more fine and well-tuned illusion. Thus, the teacher known as Jesus fasted, as did many others in your holy works and others throughout the world. 
May we answer your question further, my brother? Questioner. Ah, yes. I have done some inaudible. Fasting, and it does. I have achieved a better state of being. But in regards to... If the diet is changed in such a way that foods are taken in in a balanced amount, this question is on my mind because my wife received a book which stresses either eating habits as a way of preventing disease, curing ailments, and achieving a better balance within the body, therefore achieving a better state of mind. That is the premise behind the book. Would a diet that is fully balanced help you achieve a state similar to that achieved by fasting and taking the impurities out of the body that way? Latwi. I am Latwi. My brother, the effect of fasting is a loosening of the cord that ties the consciousness to the body. Thus, no matter how balanced the diet, the cord would remain tight as long as you are eating. The followers of ecstasy, such as Sufis and saints, have often used fasting as a means of loosening their consciousness from their body, that they may see visions and seek the Creator within. This, however, has little to do with a balanced diet. It is healthy for the body's sake, shall we say, speaking only on the physical plane, to fast if one finds oneself having bad reactions to seemingly something one has eaten, then one may perhaps isolate the difficulty and remove it from one's diet. As to a balanced diet, you must understand, my brother, that this is what we were cautioning you against, those who believe in one way for all peoples. If you will close your eyes, and truly picture that you feel will make you healthy, then continue and eat that which you see. Your body will inform you of that which it needs. There are foods, certainly, which are unhealthy to all peoples, but there are many, many foods to choose from, and in some cases, foods, which may be harmful to one, would be greatly helpful to another. Thus, you cannot learn your diet from a book, but from experiencing your feelings as you eat and as you live. Attempt, indeed, the advice given in a book. Take what seems to work for you and then go onward. We ask only that you do not become bogged down in the deep details of this and that and the other thing, for you will find that for every this that and the other thing in one way of thinking, there will be a diametrically opposed this, that, and yet another thing in another book that sounds equally plausible. Therefore, if you truly attempt to remain healthy on the physical plane by reading books, you will find that you might as well have eaten the paper. We do not usually become involved in discussions of this sort because it is indeed physical plane activity and we do not achieve an enormous amount of joy therefrom. However, we realize that it was upon your mind at this time. Is there another question? 
S. I have a question. This week, I saw something very unusual. I saw a number in a very unusual way, an unnatural way. Is there some significance that I should be looking for connected to this number? Carla, I'm just getting a no S. Latwi, this instrument is receiving correctly. No. Is there another question? Questioner. Could I ask a little bit further on my no? It was so perfect. I don't think it could ever occur that way naturally. Could I have influenced it mentally myself? Can you offer a suggestion? Latwi. Yes, my brother. We can offer a suggestion. We suggest that you laugh for one half of an hour. And at the end of that time, you will be much closer to understanding the significance of all subjective proof. Is there another question? Questioner. I have a question. After learning of the cataclysmic events that will, in all likelihood, occur on this planet in the future, my mind just turned to finding ways of surviving that war. Another way might be expressed as myself and my friends to circumvent the events. I'm confused as to what my responsibilities are to my body, whether I should put energy into trying to ensure its survival. On one hand, I feel I should, and on the other hand, I feel that I'm wasting energy concerning myself with something that is merely physical. Can you give me some help with this? Latwi. I am Latwi. Yes, my brother. I believe that we can give you some slight help. You understand that you are dealing with a physical vehicle that is a complete illusion. In the normal course of events, you would concern yourself with a retirement. You would concern yourself with the physical accoutrements of comfort for yourself and for those whom you love. These events are far in the future. Retirement, comfort without a working income. But indeed, these would fill your mind, and this is normal for your peoples. For unlike some societies, your children will not be expected to take you in. Therefore, you must concern yourselves with these things. You would not need to concern yourselves with these things if you decided not to. You may perhaps feel that it is irresponsible not to attempt to adjust your future for the comfort of your beloved family. But you must look at the future and realize that it is the future that simply may turn out differently than your retirement. You may need, instead, to retire early and go to farming so that you may eat. There is nothing particularly foolish about deciding that you would like to survive the discomforts of dying in this city. In some aspects of your future, this would indeed be possible. You may, on the other hand, adopt a pure ideal, which those whom you love may not understand at all. And that is to say, 
I will trust to the Creator that all things will be provided which I need, and I will do whatever work He has for me to do. Surprisingly enough, you may find that whichever route you take, you may end up on a farm, growing food so that you may eat. Therefore, we suggest that, just as in your decisions about a long, faraway retirement, you do precisely what you wish, because it is the future and you are trapped in the present. And when the present moves in its little boat down the stream of time in your dimension to that point in the future, you will then know what has happened. We are sorry that we cannot tell you that it is either smart or stupid to provide for the future, given the cataclysms. However, it is totally a matter of your free choice. There is no shame in attempting to survive in the physical body in which you now experience this incarnation. The cataclysms which will come prior to the polar shift, that is some time off, there will be much to do before then. There is also no shame in leaving oneself completely open to the opportunities at hand wherever you may be. Some people are moved to plan and do in advance those things for their families which may give them the best chance of survival. Others are moved to blow with the winds, flow with the tides, and only be a lingering breath on the surface of the land. You will know as you listen to these words which type you are. We cannot tell you, but we assure you that there is goodness and righteousness in either path, and no shame to the secure or the wanderer. May we ask if this answers your question adequately? Questioner It has both answered my question and given me a great deal of comfort. I thank you. Latwi I thank you, my brother. Is there another question at this time? Questioner I have a question about something that was mentioned earlier. It seems that on our plane we learn from suffering and pain. I'm wondering if there might also be some other methods of learning that would not involve suffering, or if suffering is the quickest way of learning in our density. Latwi. I am Latwi. Each individual, my brother, is in a completely different universe. In many of those universes, suffering is the quickest way to learn. In some few universes, happiness, joy, delight, and the total sharing of experience are the quickest ways to learn. It simply depends upon the vibration of the individual and what lessons he has chosen for himself. There is no premium upon suffering. It is simply a very efficient tool for learning the lessons of patience and cheerfulness. When you can be patient, when you can be cheerful in the face of adversity, then you have become a potentially loving person. If you have come into the world with patience and with happiness, then whatever suffering you may have 
may not be for your learning at all, but only, shall we say, to hold you down, to keep you fixed upon your goal. So if you find yourself cheerful and do not feel the need of suffering, and yet you find that you have some degree of emotional, mental, spiritual, or physical pain, you might examine it in order to learn what limitations this would indicate and willingly accept it. Then you can go back to being joyful, delighted, and ecstatic as a means of learning. You see, you have the complete range of methods of learning. It is absolutely not necessary to suffer in order to learn. It is simply that the trauma induced by these methods is often very effective in causing individuals to stop and ask themselves, why? That question is the beginning. The desire to know why is the beginning of all that you can learn about the Creator and His love in this dimension. May we answer you further, my brother? Questioner. No, that was very good. I have food for thought now. Thank you. Latouille. We are glad to provide you with a late snack. We are sorry that we could not give you a more substantial meal. Is there another question at this time? Questioner. I have one other question on another area. I would like to know if such a thing as twin souls do exist and what they might be. I understand the concept of soulmates, which suggests people who have been together as mates before, but I understand also that twin souls are something else yet again. Could you shed any light on this concept? Let we. Yes, my brother. It is a simple concept and part of the Father's plan as we know it. The twin soul is part of the oversoul of that individual personality. Thus, two souls have incarnated working with one basic unit of awareness. Soulmates, upon the other hand, are those who, as whole individuals, have chosen to work together in order to achieve mastery of third dimension planes of existence. Unfortunately, the tape recording this session ends here, thus ending our transcript. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the One Infinite Creator.